Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From my good with brotherhood from sea to and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio on Mojo 5.0 and the World Broadcast Network. This is your host, Mike Phillip. And for the next two hours, I'm going to be going through a few things that have been kind of eating at me today. Kevin J. Johnston is out of jail. Spoke to him this morning. I tell you what, you cannot shake that, man. You can't do it. He has put his neck on the line over and over and over again for the people of Canada. I just said to him today, said it on air yesterday to Derek, you know, maybe they don't deserve you. Maybe you should just let them fall headlong into a lake of fire. Just let them go. Help out whichever ones you can. The rest of them, let them go. And he said, Mike, I can't stop. So Kevin's going to join us today for his first interview since getting out of jail. The uh, second segment of Hour 2. Man that I'm extremely proud to call my friend, Kevin J. Johnston. He's back. And I also reached out to Stu Peters today to see if we can get Kevin on his show. You know why? Because Stu has a bigger voice than I do. And it's about freedom. It's about truth. It's not about Mike Phillip. And so if Stu can uh, use his platform to get Kevin's message out, then I'm good with that. Remember what I said yesterday? Rainbow butt monkey boy there. Wanting to go and have kids sit on his lap. Remember what I said? The Muslims aren't going to like that. Well, they're not. They're planning a demonstration in London. You know why? 
Because Muslims read the Torah. And Deuteronomy 22.5 says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. You are not going to sing songs about how you're going to defile children. You think you're going to get away with that? You think that's okay? Do you think it's okay for the churches to play patty cake? You think it's okay for the United Church of Canada to hold same-sex marriages? Also an abomination unto God. Do you think that that's not going to be answered? Is that what you think? Whosoever worketh the abomination shall have their part in the lake that burns with fire. God said that. And I'm tired of it. I have had enough. I think it's time for Christian violence. Am I talking about picking up a gun and shooting people? No, I am not. Talking about taking up the authority and standing up. I've had it. I've had it with your stupid rainbow flags everywhere. Holding up God's promise that he'll never destroy mankind with a flood again while out the other side of your mouth saying you got to stop global warming because a flood might destroy us all. Had it with sin. Had it with this world. I've had it with you. Had it with you all. And in the middle of all this, God has been sending people to this, the, his church. And they're repenting. They're getting set free. This has a shelf life. Mark my words. You mark my words. All you crooked judges, all you teachers that want to teach kids about anal sex. All you preachers out there claiming to be a man speaking for God, not warning sinners of the price that is going to be paid. The handwriting is on the wall for Canada. Kevin, God bless him. He thinks that there's hope. But you'll get to hear it in his own words today on American Uck Radio. Bruce Jenner was told he could not speak at CPAC. Uh, it, it, it's uh, nice to see the GOP growing a spine. Bruce was uh, confronted by a hackler. I, I don't care if you're a conservative. If you don't know if you're a man or a woman, you're mentally ill. 
and God can help you. But I don't have to like it. And I'm not going to pretend to. I have had it. One of the guys in my church the other day, young man, leaned out his window, stuck up his middle finger at this man's tiny, beautiful, pregnant with their fifth child wife. And he said, I was not having it. Got out, slapped that idiot right across his face. Guy took a swing at him, and he gave him a kick, and right there. And I don't know that he was wrong to do that, to be quite honest. I, I don't advocate for Christians to go around beating people up. But you think you can talk to a man's wife that way? And just walk away? Is that what you think? I'll tell you what. It's time these people learn some manners. And I'll tell you what else. Muslims that are protesting rainbow butt monkey, teaching kids how to read. I'm with the Muslims on that one. Let's launch American Arc Radio before I go on here. Mike Phillip is not happy. Not even a little bit. Loading program. Please stand by. Free health care. Yay! Free health care. Over at AmericanArcRadio.com, federal legislation is set to increase the numbers of medically assisted deaths, with some euthanasia opponents pointing out that it's already happening in dubious circumstances. Bill C-7, passed in March, here in the Great White North eliminated a 10-day reflection period for the terminally ill and also expands euthanasia to the disabled. However, statistics from the federal government's annual euthanasia report suggests that 1,274 physicians and 71 nurse practitioners who assisted a patient last year were often out of bounds already. 
2020, 7,595 Canadians had their lives ended through medically assisted assistance in dying. They gave it a cute little acronym, M-A-I-D, MADE. When you break down the numbers, I can only blame the medical system and the bureaucracy. And all you that believe in it, all of you that believe that daddy government is your healer and your provider, when your last day draws nigh, he going to leave you cold. They tell you you have to give up your life and your freedom for free health care. That costs you an arm and a leg. Literally. Same people that handed out opioids, got people addicted, killed left and right. Oh, but I trust them. Same people that gave methotrexate, a failed chemotherapy drug to treat bone and joint pain. Same people that gave... (laughs) You see where I'm going? And now, when their therapies ultimately fail and bankrupt the economy, good news, everybody. We're going to let them kill you now. That's the treatment. You got that? How you like it? How you like your free health care now? Oh, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to die when your treatments screwed up my life and couldn't help all along. Oh, boy, I trust them. 4,120 people for cancer without having to discuss anything with their oncologist. 2,650 because they perceived that they were a burden on their family, friends, or caregivers. I wonder why they perceived that they were a burden. Doesn't the government take care of you? Huh? What about the social safety net? Huh? How come everybody's paying sky-high taxes and you're still a burden? I wonder what would have happened if they'd have just kept that money. And you could have kept yours your whole life. 1,412 due to feelings of loneliness and isolation. Because your wonderful free health care system told you that your grandchildren could not come and talk to you or you would die. That was a big threat. You'd die. But don't worry. We're going to kill you now. Get about the, the, the variant. 1,253 with non-terminal conditions. 
227 because they were frail. 322 who did not get disability support services they needed. What? How come? How come they didn't get support services? This is Canada. One hundred and twenty six who did not get palliative care they needed. Fifty nine practitioner assessed as consenting to MAID or medically assisted in death without explicitly saying so. I speak for you. I'm a doctor. And I'm going to kill you. And you know what? You're going to thank me. As well, 2,532 Canadians were lethally injected less than 10 days after begging for it. Some states got rid of lethal injection because it was cruel and unusual, they said. Up here, in the land of free health care, they're begging for it. You know what? You get what you want. Like Buffalo Bill standing over the pit with the girl in it. He says, it gets what it wants. Well, you wanted it. You got it. For 905 patients, they weren't immediately or imminently dying. But practitioners decided that they could lose their capacity to choose made before the 10 days were up. So they assisted them sooner. Mm-hmm. Alex Shadenberg, founder of the Euthanasia Prevention Coalition, in a blog post says, uh, this raises real questions about the validity of the original request. If a person is on the verge of losing capacity, what degree of certainty can there be that the person currently has full capacity? Hey, I'll tell you what. Look at Cuba. They all have free health care. They all have free education. And they live in squalor. Friend of mine was staying at a resort in Cuba. Said that there was a guy that came to fix the screen door. Said he came every single day. Sat there and drank. Said to him, are you going to fix this screen door? Guy said, "Uh, uh, 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 why would I work? If I work, I get the same thing as if I didn't. It gets what it wants. In an interview with the Western Standard Online, Shadenberg said the stats also show why Canada needs to give public attention to the loneliness problem like the UK has. 
They have a massive problem with cultural loneliness. And it's not only something that would lead to someone asking for their life to be ended. It leads, obviously, to depression in general, but also health problems, higher rates of obesity, higher rates of heart attack, Shadenberg said. Gee, I'll tell you what, I got a doctor that knows how to deal with that stuff, and I have a God that I have watched heal people in the last week. I am not joking. He goes on, what the culture needs to recognize is that we have to be far more concerned about what makes human beings tick. What makes us human is our need for interconnection with others. Yeah, you think? That same force that said you have to stay apart. You can't be around your family or you might kill them is now saying good news. We're going to kill you. Recent report in the Canadian Medical Association Journal on Vulnerable Populations boasted of a new tool that could predict if a senior was likely to die within six months. (laughs) And they called it Respect. I'm not joking. Developed by Amy Sue, and it stands for Risk Evaluation for Support, Predictions for Elder Life. Respect. The issue really becomes fundamentally about cost containment. Watch them dollars. Right? We paid everything we had. Society's bankrupted. The only thing left to do is allow you to kill yourself at the hands of your doctor. cost containment and being more accurate in our ability to save somebody, you really shouldn't be receiving more treatment. Nothing personal, but we think you're not going to survive much longer. Fear of death. Making people think that they got to do anything. Anything. Oh, but, uh, That's great. That's great. They'll keep you alive. What are the last 10, 15, 20 years? uh, What's the quality going to be like? Huh? Angelina Ireland, president of the Delta Hospice Society, had her 10-bed privately owned hospice in B.C. taken over by the provincial government for its refusal to offer maid on site. Ireland doubts the death prediction tool shows respect for seniors. Wasn't that something? What is the purpose of creating such a program, she says. My mind goes only to dark motives. Honestly, I can't understand why they would be so interested in that kind of information. So from where I stand, it seems to me they're able to figure out how many people they can offer made to in the new fu- near future. She went on to say C7 has made those with a terminally ill prognosis even more vulnerable if they can be killed the same day instead of taking 10 days to think about it. How about offering them some actual treatment without drugs and surgery? Listen, 
My uncle got ran over by a tractor, crushed his pelvis. And I was thankful that there was a Stars Air Ambulance helicopter that there was that was there to come and get him and bring him to the University Hospital in Edmonton. I was thankful that that was in place. But if you have a terminal illness or chronic pain, forget it. Ireland goes on, when a person comes to hospice, it ain't their best day. Their meds are usually out of whack. There's loss of hope. The kind of miracles that we're able to perform with medicine and other therapies changes a person's psychological outlook tremendously. However, with C7, a person could enter into hospice one day and be killed the same day. Yeah, no, Ireland. They've already been on all of the drugs. Now they want to die. And that's your answer? More drugs? Bill C-7 calls for a framework to be established by March of 2023, which would allow euthanasia for the mentally ill to occur. Ireland says mental health issues and MAID go together already. It's a mental health crisis facing Canadians when they're elderly, when they're ill, when they're vulnerable. Legislation like C-7 does not help because it eliminates them doesn't give us the opportunity to provide them true medicine that could help them tremendously. Do you want to talk about free health care with me? I'll tell you the good. I'll tell you the bad. And I'll tell you the extremely ugly. Because there's a lot of it. You go to Cuba and see how people live that have absolute free health care, absolute free education. The government takes care of them from cradle to grave. And you know what they do? They break down and drink, and they can't even fix a screen door because they have no motivation to do it. And I go to a commercial break for our sponsors. Some of the shows at Mojo Five O. We'll be back. More American Act Radio right after this. Stick around. from the UK. I do a show called Sunday Long Live Radio. It's live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, early one in the US, 10 a.m. UK, eggs and bacon time, perfect for me. We do a five-hour show and I bring different hosts in called Agents of Freedom from different parts of the world to keep you guys entertained on a Sunday and find out what's going on around the globe. Come and join me. Type in your browser, WBN. 324.com Click listen to Sunday Long Live and I'll see you there. 
Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Genital, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender, and it is anticipated that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What? China surrendered, G.I. Joe! No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool, and it's still illegal to smuggle cat a cat. Catcoolers.com. Catcoolers.com. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here, on location in Australia, in search of a rare and elusive wild hare. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply Survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch. In my backpack. Besides the four-week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one-size-fits-all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure Survival Spring Straw. Crikey, there's the wall here now. Ain't he a beaut? What's up, Dad? Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. support no problem just type in your browser wbn324.com and hit the instant support icon we cover everything from advice talk throughs privacy concerns security and safety concerns should i shouldn't i concerns you name it we cover it with worldwide coverage and a one-off paypal payment we are all yours and it's instant service when you need it. Just type in WBN324.com and let's fix them. To American Uck Radio, everybody. I was not going to do this. I don't think that she would want me talking about it. But I'm going to. My wife had a skin condition. And it was getting worse. I did not talk about it publicly. Was turning red. 
cracking and bleeding. I called Dr. Glidden. He uh, gave me a protocol. But I don't totally rely on that either. I prayed. I talked to the great I am. His name is Jesus. A couple of the men in my church also prayed for her. I'll tell you what. Taking supplements will work a lot of the time if you're doing it correctly, but it takes months. I'll tell I'm, I am here to tell you that Jesus healed my wife. I watched that skin condition turn white and start to fall off, and the cracking and bleeding stopped, and it took about three days. If I had gone to emergency or sent her to a free appointment at a health unit, they would have given her some steroid cream or something that would have made the problem worse or told her that she has cancer and needs surgery. They would have lied. Jesus healed her. And I'm sharing that story with you because I have to give him credit where it's due. I have to. I'll tell you what, I've seen more than that lately. I've seen God... I have seen God move lately like I've never seen. I've seen healings. I've seen people have prayers answered left and right. And all these prodigals are being gathered up from all over the earth, being brought to his word, and there's a, there's a massive awakening going on. And so, you know, I look at the headlines every day, and uh, I know that this will be brought to an end. There will be an end. You trust me. Hey, let's uh, let's uh, get the testimony of uh, Gail King, CBS anchor. So committed to the COVID vaccine, she claims she's telling family members who haven't been vaccinated not to come to Thanksgiving. Look what your lack of faith has done to you. Put your faith in Fauci and the medical system that is killed and bankrupted and lied over and over and over again. And now you won't talk to your family because they don't trust that monster. I'll tell you what, Gail, your family is better off for it. Where you put your trust, right? Oh, you want another one? According to her obituary, Hadley Ann Huffman passed away unexpectedly on June 15th, 20 years old, Detroit, Michigan, pre-med student at Wayne State University. 
Huffman started a non-profit at Wayne State called Students Against Medical Racism. Going to school to become a doctor. Created uh, SAMR, SAMR. Let's call it SAMR. Students Against Medical Racism, SAMR. To bring attention to the injustices in medical access for biracial and people of color. In a flyer, Hoffman posted to Facebook advertising a SAMR fundraiser. The group used a vaccine and its logo to push to get minorities vaccinated. She also posted a World Health Organization promotional video about how COVID-19 vaccines work. Well, boy, do they. Why do they work just great? She got a selfie. Probably took 15 pictures and posted the very best one. Full of vanity and pride. A Democrat voted Biden-Harris in the 2020 election. According to social media. Trusting Democrat politicians, the mainstream media, and the medical establishment. She was going to go to school to become a part of Hadley announced on April 15th that she had just received her second dose of the COVID-19 vaccination, writing two out of two. Let's get back to normal. And she died. She's dead. And there was a wonderful little pamphlet made for her. The butterfly on it says, celebrating the wonderful life of Hadley Huffman. Please join us for the celebration of Hadley's life, family and friends. I'm guessing, though, that uh, they'll all wear masks, stand six feet apart, because they don't want to die. I guess you proved your point, Hadley, and I take no pleasure in this whatsoever. Not even a little bit. I think it's sick. I think it's disgusting. All you had to do was turn to your creator. That's all you had to do. All you had to do was ask. That was it. People... Get what they want. Oh, you on another one? (laughs) Listen to this. Radio host says racists should have bank accounts and citizenship stripped. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that great? Radio host Mike Graham. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I know that I'm engaged in it right now, but hosting a radio show does not make one wise. And and and, and you want to know the kicker? You want to know the kicker in this story? The sheer weapons grade idiocy of his proposal is underscored by the fact that he has been called a racist on numerous previous occasions. In 2019, Graham said, 
I hate polls. And I'm not talking about public opinion polls. I'm talking about polls. Live on air, prompting a listener to phone in and accuse him of being racist for hating Polish people. In the mind of the caller, that was racist under his own plan for ending racism. Maybe Mr. Mike Graham should have his bank account and passport seized. Hey, Mike! You wanted it for other people? You got it! Last year, Graham was more seriously accused of anti-Irish racism after he repeatedly called Twitter user John O'Connell a patty several times. Mr. Graham has not only weaponized child sex abuse in pursuit of a petty social media dispute, but he has distributed a racist trope in which, on the basis of his victim's perceived nationality, he abused his intelligence in a public forum. Says, call it out. An anti-racism organization. It's okay. All right. If so-called racists should be stripped of their passport, bank account, and more, you going to sleep on the street for your own cause, Mike Graham? I'll tell you what, though. Don't take it from me. He'll tell you himself. He'll, he'll give you his own sentence. And I've got a plan. The time has come to not only find these people, uh, not only to prosecute them for their lawless behavior, but also basically to excommunicate them from our society. So forget about locking them up. Forget about throwing away the key. Forget about banning them from football stadiums, right? I've got a better idea. Instead, let's make it impossible for them to actually have a life. No bank account, no ability to travel, no passport, no benefits, nothing. Forget kick it out. Let's kick them out. We don't need them. Britain doesn't need them. Adios, amigos. And you don't like it because I've said that in Spanish. Okay, Mike. Sure. As you have said, I guess that's what we need to do, huh, Mr. Graham? Hmm? Hey, you... From your own mouth. Buffalo Bill... Standing over the hole, looked down at Mike Graham and said, It gets what it wants. I kind of sounded like the Joker a little bit there, didn't I? <laughs> Mama Lee, listener down in South Dakota, said, uh, You mean us Pollocks? Yes, that's right. Mike Graham hates you, Mama Lee. He 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 thinks you're disgusting. Filthy Pollocks. <laughs> That's Mike Lee. You know, a lot of radio hosts out there get it in their head that they will not be called to task for the things that they say in this life on air. And in trying to be controversial... They end up damning themselves. Well, you don't believe me? 
I've seen it. I've seen it. I talked before about uh, Ryan Jesperson on 630 Chet here in Edmonton. Oh, he was the next. He was the budding broadcast legend. I heard that one week before he was kicked off the morning anchor show on our local Big AM affiliate. He used to be big man. He 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 railed against racism. Oh man. He would go off about how certain Jews in Canada were Nazis. He said I I was listening one time. He said there will never ever 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 be any white supremacism on this show that I can tell you. And oh man, the, it was it was tough talk, boy. Tough talk. Wow. He really hates white supremacy. He he hates it more than anybody. Don't you try saying some uh white supremacist stuff on the Ryan Jesperson show. And then it happened. Wah, wah. He called a city councilor's staff chimpanzees. Uh-oh. There was people of color on the staff, Mr. White Privilege Budding Broadcast Legend. And you sentenced your own self. I would gloat, but he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> so, you know, that's just how it had to go. Let's talk a little bit about... Yeah, I know, I know. You know what? Let's let's do the, the good news first here. My man... Larry Elder, an actual broadcast legend, a man that can say chimpanzee without getting kicked off of the network, has announced that he is running for governor of California. And, uh, ooh, the ironing is delicious. You know what? I'm good with this. I'm totally good. I'm all right. It's okay. America Radio. Larry Elder for governor of California. The ironing is delicious. That's right. He's entering the California recall election against Newsom. Regular Fox News guest, nationally syndicated show, announces run on Monday night. After teasing announcement earlier in the day, his campaign website refers to him as the sage from South Central. South Central. You go and try to say something really smooth and you muck it up. I'm going to go Mike Phillip. What a chimpanzee. <laughs> Part of L.A. where he grew up. 
I'm running for governor because the decline of California is not the fault of its people. Our government is what's ruining the Golden State, his website says. Our streets aren't safe from rising homelessness and violent crime. The scandals of Sacramento aren't going to stop on their own. It's time to tell the truth. We've got us a state to save. Head over to uh, Twitter. The Larry Elder's account. And there's a big old picture of his smiling black brown face. What are they going to say about him? That he's a racist? Are they going to try to Kavanaugh him? Are they going to round up a bunch of floozies like they did to Brett Kavanaugh? Doesn't work anymore. You've overplayed your hand. You have lied too many times. Doesn't work. Kavanaugh's on the Supreme Court. Cosby's out of jail. Besides that, there's only two months to the election. Oh, I can just see them down at Gavin Newsom's headquarters. I bet it looks like the Keystone cops. They're running around, running into each other, scratching their heads. Saying, what do we do? What do we do? (laughs) Nothing you can do. Hey. Let's hear it from the man himself. Morning, World Ragers. Thank you so much for the letters you sent advising me on whether or not I had to enter this crazy election to recall this arrogant Democrat governor, Gavin Newsom. I am going to make an announcement one way or the other on my radio show at 545 Pacific Time this evening. And if I enter this race, one of the big reasons is the way this man handled the coronavirus, imposing the most severe lockdowns of any of the 50 states often ignoring science. Science has said in-school learning would be perfectly okay under precautions. Yesterday, I talked to a woman named Jennifer. Jennifer is a single mom, has a 17-year-old son, one of the top wrestlers in California for his weight class. He was wrestling six days a week until Gavin Newsom completely shut him down. He became morose, suicidal. The boy had a good enough relationship with Jennifer and had enough courage to go to her and tell her he felt suicidal. The boy is now in counseling. This did not have to happen. This arrogant governor has got to go, and maybe, just maybe, I'm the man to replace him. I'll let you know later on this evening. Out. Larry Elder, we got a state to save. Oh, man. California could be such a blessed place. Breadbasket of the world. Instead, it's become an abomination. It's become the hold of every unclean, disgusting thing and broadcast it to the rest of the world. Underneath all the tinsel, a lot of rot. Now, conversely... Bruce Jenner, or gender, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce, whatever. I don't hate this individual. Showed up at CPAC. Conservative Political Action Committee. And found out that he or she, uh, Zer, is not universally loved. How can this be? 
How can this be? Here's the audio. Let's grab it for you. All right, ready? Right here. Hey, Bruce. Bruce, what do you think about the stuff that they're teaching in schools regarding the LGBTQ? About Jesus Christ, Bruce. Don't forget about Jesus. Look at that sick freak. <laughs> Look at that sick freak. Um, listen, hate the sin, love the sinner, right? I, I, I am a firm believer in that because it is only by God's grace that anybody gets out of those traps, and it is a trap. You know, since God started calling me, I've been reading his word and praying a lot more, and you know what I've found is that the inner man is getting stronger. And the outer man that will hurt the people I love the most is starting to take the back seat. There is nothing better than dying to yourself. Let me tell you right now, there is nothing better than dying to yourself. And if the GOP thinks that, hey, we're cool. Look at us, guys. We have a tranny. Well, they'll accept us now. Now they'll finally stop calling us racists because we have a tranny running for government. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're never going to accept you. They're going to make it illegal for you to exist. Probably got it. Lego set at home. Something. Whatever it is, they'll find it. Oh, and they're looking for an occasion. (laughs) They are seeking an occasion to accuse you and destroy you and kill you. Mark my words. You can't make a deal with the devil. You can't do it! Can't come out smelling like roses. And uh, the GOP, are they finally growing a spine? Is that what's going on here? Because if so, good. I want to think that you will do the right thing. I want to think that you're going in the right direction. Coming up in hour two of American Oc Radio, Kevin J. Johnston is going to be joining us. We have an interview with Matt Gates where he calls out the Bushes and the Clintons. That's no longer their GOP. It's the old days. Just better get used to it. It's like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm tired of this. You don't call me a racist. I don't care. I don't care about an accusation from a bunch of liars and perverts. Doesn't affect me anymore. Well, it never did. Too many conservatives thought that they could play both sides of the aisle. Hey, if we have Bruce Jenner run in California... 
The Democrats will like us. You foolish person. You don't understand your enemy. He wants you dead. Oh, look at that. I got my uh, media update from Washington Times. See, now normally I would be going off air and I would not have a chance to look at it to tell you what it says. (laughs) But we'll be back for hour two of American Oc Radio on Mojo Five O and the World Broadcast Network. And we're coming up with a man that cannot be beaten down, even in jail. You can throw him in prison, and he's still not going to go down. You can't stop a man in the right that keeps on a-coming! This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The death toll in the Florida condominium building collapse has climbed to 95 as crews work for a 20th day to find victims in the rubble. Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine Cava says 14 people remain unaccounted for in the June 24th collapse of the Champlain Tower South in Surfside. The Coast Guard is waving off U.S. residents who want to ferry supplies to protesting Cubans. Rita Foley has more. Groups of Cuban immigrants in Florida say they plan to travel to Cuba in boats filled with supplies to show support for street protesters on the island. Among the items mentioned, food, medicine, and guns. The Coast Guard says it's monitoring activity that would lead to what it calls unsafe and illegal crossings between Florida and Cuba. It calls the voyage dangerous and unforgiving. Twenty Cubans have died recently trying to cross. Protesters took to the streets in Cuba over the weekend, marching against high prices and food shortages. I'm Rita Foley. Also at townhall.com, wildfires that have torched homes and forced thousands to evacuate are burning across ten parched western states now. Nearly 60 large active wildfires are burning from Alaska to Wyoming. The largest fire in the U.S. is the bootleg fire in Oregon, burning an area more than twice the size of Portland. Inflation continues to grow in the Biden administration. The Labor Department says consumer prices in June have jumped the most in 13 years. Core inflation is up 5.4% over the previous year, the sharpest jump for a one-year period since August 2008. And prices of cars are up more than 10%, the biggest hike since 1953. That's correspondent Ken Lorman. On Wall Street, stocks are lower now. The Dow is down 81 points and the S&P 500 off 10. More at townhall.com. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org.
Let's be honest. Wheelchairs are heavy, bulky, and ugly. If you carry a wheelchair in your car to take care of a loved one, you know how hard it is getting that clunky, old-style wheelchair in and out of your car. Introducing the Feather Chair Wheelchair. At 13 pounds, it's the world's lightest wheelchair. It folds in seconds and fits neatly in your trunk, backseat, or closet, so you can take it everywhere. And it's only available right here. Order yours today and get a free wheelchair case a $50 value yours free the feather chair the world's lightest wheelchair is just $4.99 with easy payments as low as $16 a month sorry no medicare or insurance accepted so call right now to order yours 800-823-5826 800-823-5826 800-823-5826 that's 800-823-5826 Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Canuck Radio on Mojo Five O. I'm Mike Phillip. Head over to AmericanuckRadio.com and check out our ad for uh, Ramica Design. Our station manager Ron Phillips has a family business. They will engrave things for you. They've got several patterns to choose from. They do an excellent job. And I'll tell you what. Does it have to be Father's Day to do something special for your mom or your dad? Huh? You got to wait for one day because everybody says, no, go do something for them today. If you're listening, mom, dad, Mike Phillip loves you. I do. Enough to spend money? <laughs> well, that is another question altogether. <laughs> Over on AmericanUckRadio.com. <laughs> the uh, Church of England is going to apologize for medieval expulsion of the Jews. Well, better late than never, huh? <laughs> right. Let's get into this a little bit here. Let's get into this a little bit here. Church of England set to apologize for the 
medieval expulsion of Jews directly for the first time in an act of repentance. Oh, that is just so nice. So nice. And since when do you announce beforehand that you're going to apologize for something? Bishops confirmed yesterday that the church plans a repentance service for its anti-Semitism in medieval times among the anti-Semitic or descendants of Shem. You know where that word comes from? It's the descendants of Shem. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Among the anti-Shemitic Acts being apologized for include forcing Jews to wear a badge of shame, kind of like a mask, and the church's role in first nationwide expulsion of Jews in 1290. I'm not joking. 1290. The plan was revealed in written questions to the General Synod, the church's legislative body. I, I said it this way to sound more official. In response to questions, the Bishop of, Bishop of Lickfield, Michael Ipgrave, confirmed that the office of Justin Welby, the Archbishop, Archbishop of Canterbury, had received a proposal for a repentance service. We are exploring the idea of such a service to be planned in conjunction with the Council of Christians and Jews, as well as the potential for liturgical (laughs) resource that might be offered to local churches to model an appropriate symbolic repentance, he said. (laughs) That's not a big waste of time at all. The move comes as the 800th anniversary of the 1222 Oxford Synod approaches next year, which introduces notorious anti-Semitic laws, including forcing Jews to wear clothing to distinguish them from Christians. The move has been welcomed by David Rich of the Community Security Trust, who labeled the apology a case of better late than never. Ah, Mike Phillips said it first. You heard it here first on American Knock Radio. Apologizing for something says that you personally are guilty for it. The historic trauma of medieval English anti-Semitism can never be erased. And its legacy survives today. For example, through the persistence of the blood libel allegation that was invented in this country, he told the media. Did your people do that today? Was anybody in your church alive today responsible for that? No. It wasn't. It's a stupid, baseless move. It doesn't matter. Why would you care? Why? Like, seriously. (laughs) Oh, look at this. Greg Abbott says Democratic lawmakers will be arrested when they return to Texas. 
I I have to uh, I have to apologize for something to Peyton Smith. Uh, you know why? Because I hardly ever look at my own website. Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Monday said the Democratic lawmakers who left the state earlier that day to deny Republicans a quorum to convene a special legislative session and consider a sweeping elections reform bill will be arrested upon their return to the Lone Star State. Majority of Texas House Democrats fled the state on a charter flight bound for Washington, D.C. on Monday in an effort to stop the passage of a measure that would overhaul the state's election procedures in addition to other controversial priorities backed by Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick during a special legislative assembly. You know what makes everything better, in my opinion, when it comes to radio? I mean, literally everything. Bed music. Bed music makes everything more interesting. How about Snow Informer? There you go. Members of the caucus carried out a similar effort in May, staging a walkout from the statehouse floor late one night to block the passage of the elections procedures bill, which would have uh, restricted access to the ballot box. The bill called for new limits on early voting and curbside voting, banned round-the-clock voting centers and voting facilities in outdoor structures like parking garages, eliminated straight ticket voting and limited the use of drop boxes. Okay, so uh, they're uh, eliminating opportunities to cheat. That's why Democrats ran to Washington, D.C. Abbott on Monday vowed to arrest the lawmakers who fled and hold them inside the state capitol until they get their job done. Finally, government that works. (laughs) These people want to be hanging out whenever they're hanging out on this taxpayer-paid junket. They're going to have to be prepared to do it for well over a year. As soon as they come back in the state of Texas, they will be arrested. They will be cabined in the Texas capital until they get their job done. Abbott told the local station KVUE. Said the Speaker of the State House can also issue a call to have these members arrested. Governor added that he can and will continue to call a special session after special session after special session. That's a lot of special and session all the way up until the election next year. Now it's posted on American Oc Radio from the hill.com. Cool. Oxford University researchers start trial for HIV vaccine. Hey! Nobody dies of AIDS anymore. Nobody dies of AIDS anymore. You know why? Because he started giving them half to a quarter less of the medication that was killing them. Researchers at the University of Oxford in England are trialing a potential breakthrough vaccine for HIV that they hope could also serve as a cure for infected individuals. I I, I have a uh, cure for AIDS. 
don't think that you can carry on without being judged. If, if you think that you can take a vaccine and then turn around and have 200 sex partners a month and nothing's going to happen to you, you know that's why AIDS was starting in the first place because they were preemptively taking uh, loads of antibiotics at gay orgies and it was destroying their immune system. And then they were taking butyl nitrate, poppers, which was causing lung cancer and lesions on their skin. And then they called for the medical system to save them. So they got AZT, a drug that has a skull and crossbones on the black box warning. (laughs) The clinical trial known as HIV Core 0052 will test the HIV CONS-VX vaccine. University of Oxford professor Thomas Hankey says the vaccine is a mosaic, ooh, capable of targeting a range of HIV-1 variants. He told CTV's Your Morning on Tuesday that if success, you know what, we've got the video here. I'm just going to play this for you. See if, uh, I haven't even listened to this. Let's see if the audio is good for translating the radio. Oh, yeah, they've always got to load the ad. <laughs> All right, they've always got to... See see what happens to me when I don't have a, pro- uh, a producer? See, normally I would have all of this stuff ready to go. All of it. Ready. Well, staying with health, as COVID vaccination rates increase around the world and the end of the pandemic comes closer into view, researchers in the UK are hoping a new vaccine could also spell the end of the decades-long HIV-AIDS epidemic. Thomas Hankey is a professor at the University of Oxford and the trial's lead researcher who joins us this morning. Great to see you. Good morning. Thomas, let me ask you, your team is really taking a novel approach to this HIV vaccine. How is it different and how exactly does it work? Yeah. Well, most of the field has been focusing on protection through the use of broadly neutralizing antibodies. Our vaccine aims to induce killer T-cells. And uh, the way it works is that we are trying to aim the immune responses at the weakest point on HIV. That is the functionally conserved regions that HIV cannot easily escape and change. And also these uh, regions are common to all the global variants. So if I, I got to stop it right there. You know, all this talk about how the, the uh, COVID virus was never isolated and blah, blah, blah. That, that, that's literally the case with HIV, okay? There was a researcher named Dr. Robert Gallo that was trying to prove a link between a virus and cancer. This is all his idea. Hey, remember back when uh, they told us that HIV was because somebody had sex with a monkey? Remember that? <laughs> remember when they were putting paper gaskets on toilet seats i remember that i was like in grade two when the aids epidemic hit and i needed deodorant for gym class and my dad said here here take this stick and i said i said to him 
I don't want to use your deodorant. That's how you get AIDS. <laughs> By the way, contact tracing started with the AIDS epidemic. Guess who was at the middle of it? Fauci! Go on, Tommy boy, about your fantastical, super lucky, special AIDS vaccine. Our vaccine uh, is useful. It could be uh, deployed globally. And so you're hoping to kill the virus with those T-cells completely? How does that work? So uh, when virus gets into the body, it, it, it infects cells and they start to produce more of uh, the viruses and spread the infection. And our killer T-cells are going to kill these virus factories in the bodies before it can hopefully um, establish a generalized infection or slow the virus down and help the broadly neutralizing antibodies to... uh, together with the killer T-cells to stop the infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Anderson, you've administered the vaccine to 13 healthy people to test its immune response. Could a successful preventative vaccine also be used as a cure for people who are already infected with HIV? Yeah, so this first trial in Oxford is a uh, start of a quite complex program where we're testing this vaccine in HIV-negative individuals for prevention. And we also plan a series of trials in uh, people living with HIV as a cure. And there we're going to also combine our forces with some other drugs in order to try to uh, establish a control of the virus in the body. You know, nearly 38 million people worldwide are living with HIV. About 70% live in Africa. Let me ask you, Thomas, I mean, with proper uh, and constant treatment, you know, infected people can live as long as uninfected people right now. Why is this vaccine so important? Well, the antiretroviral treatment has certainly changed the lives of people. It's uh, nobody dies of AIDS anymore. anymore. It's a uh, it changed uh, this disease into a chronic infection. Unfortunately, antiretroviral treatment doesn't get rid of the virus and it has to be used for the rest of the life. And this magnifies all the medical side effects. Yeah, the the antiviral treatment stopped killing people because they lowered the dose they were giving them. (laughs) Oh, but you still got to take it, right? We got to keep this thing going. We have to keep that illusion going. And don't take this and I'm happy that there were people that died of AIDS out there because I'm not. But lies kill you. And so it is what it is. Go on, Tommy. That these uh, drugs may have, it still may give an opportunity for the virus to escape. Of course, there is social stigma. There are challenges uh, with providing these pills to everybody who needs it in Africa. And also adherence because people get uh, tired of taking a pill a day. Okay, let me just say one more thing. African AIDS and North American AIDS are two different things. They are. African AIDS was caused by lack of hygiene and uh, lack of nutrients. Okay? 
It was. It was a totally different thing in North America. And we stopped killing people with the drug because we stopped giving them so much of it when the black box warning says it will cause death in five years. Right on the packaging. So we cut the dose. People with HIV are living a lot longer. But now we need a vaccine to wipe it out completely. You can trust them this time, right? I mean, yeah, there, there's got to be a time that you can trust these people, huh? Huh? Got to be. I mean, they've been batting zero this whole time. They've got to be due. Huh? They've got to be due for a win here. Uh, and I, I'm aware that I'm a little sarcastic. But seriously, sometime there's got to be a payback. We got about seven minutes before the commercial break. The bottom of hour two. Well, this uh, two hours a day of broadcasting thing, I like it. I dig it, man. President Trump mentioned yesterday at the CPAC event in Texas that the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania sent him a letter recently where he claimed former AG Bill Barr told him not to investigate the crimes and corruption that occurred in the 2020 election in that state. Well, he's released the letter now. Remember when uh, Q was telling us all that uh, AG Barr was going to, ooh, he's coming. Barr is coming. Got uh, the letter right here. I'm going to read a little bit of it before we go to our commercial break and bring Kevin in. It was my great honor to serve as U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. In your administration, you asked me to prioritize public safety, and that's exactly what I did. While Larry Krasner, the radical leftist Philadelphia district attorney, was letting violent criminals go and refusing to prosecute rioters, looters, and arsonists, our office was putting them in jail and standing up for law-abiding citizens. Interesting. The spring of 2020, I prosecuted and won an election fraud case against a judge of elections in South Philadelphia who was stuffing the ballot box. I also charged the political consultant, a former Democrat congressman, who was paying bribes to the judge to stuff the ballot box. Oh, no, they would never do that. President Trump, you were right to be upset about the way the Democrats ran the 2020 election in Pennsylvania. It was a partisan disgrace. The governor 
Secretary of the Commonwealth and the partisan state Supreme Court made up their own rules and did not follow the law. Even worse, State Attorney General Josh Shapiro, the very person responsible for the enforcement of state election law, declared days before Election Day that you could not win the election. Huh. It would be hard to imagine a more irresponsible statement by a law enforcement officer, especially during a hotly contested election. In light of such statements, it is hardly surprising that many Pennsylvanians lack faith in the state's election results. Uh, yeah, I, I know several Pennsylvanians. Uh, Dave, the vigilante two, five actual on Twitter, just, uh, sent me a private message. He says, congrats on the second hour, brother. We need your sharp wit and biting snark. Oh, I have not yet begun to snark (laughs) on election day. And afterwards, our office received various allegations of voter fraud and election irregularities. As part of my responsibilities as U.S. State Attorney, I wanted to be transparent with the public and, of course, investigate fully any allegations. Attorney General Barr, however, instructed me not to make any public statements or put out any press releases regarding possible election rigging. I was also given a directive to pass along serious allegations to the state attorney general for investigating the same state attorney general who declared already that you could not win. William M. McSwain. Look, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. You all know that the election was stolen. You all No. He goes on a little bit here. I disagreed with that decision, but those were my orders. As a Marine infantry officer, I was trained to follow the chain of command and respect the orders of my superiors, even when I disagree with them. Well, he's talking now. And it don't look good. Oh, no, it does not. Tell you what, we're going to go to a uh, commercial break once again on this live broadcast of American Uck Radio, only on Mojo Five O, because WBN is too good for me. They 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 like Dan Bongino better. That's fine, Ria. That's fine. You you like Dan Bongino so much? Why don't you marry him? I think he actually is already married. That's okay. Ria's been a great friend. And uh, I'm not going to hold this against her. Coming right up on American Uck Radio, Kevin J. Johnston. He's out of jail, and he's not backing down. We'll be back right after this.
listeners, my name is Ria Bowen from the UK. I do a show called Sunday Long Live Radio. It's live every Sunday of the year, 5am Eastern Standard, early one in the US, 10am UK, eggs and bacon time, perfect for me. We do a five-hour show and I bring different hosts in called Agents of Freedom from different parts of the world to keep you guys entertained on a Sunday and find out what's going on around the globe. Come and join me. Type in your browser, WBN324.com. Click Listen to Sunday Long Live and I'll see you there. Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a wily e. Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Genital, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender, and it is anticipated that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What? China surrendered, G.I. Joe! No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool, and it's still illegal to smuggle cat a cat. Catcoolers.com. Catcoolers.com. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here on location in Australia in search of a rare and elusive wild hare. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch. In my backpack. Besides the four-week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one-size-fits-all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure Survival Spring Straw. Crikey, there's a wild hair now. Ain't he a beaut? What's up, guys? Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. No problem. Just type in your browser WBN324.com and hit the instant support icon. We cover everything from advice, talk-throughs, privacy concerns, security and safety concerns. Should I, shouldn't I concerns, you name it, we cover it. With worldwide coverage and a one-off PayPal payment, we are all yours. And it's instant service when you need it. Just type in WBN324.com and let's fix it.
okay. All right. I'm always wrong about everything. <laughs> After I said all that stuff about Rhea Bo, I, uh, I get a private message on Twitter. And uh, we've got Kevin J. Johnston waiting in the uh, American Act Radio green room. Be bringing him in right away. Kevin J. Johnston with an H dot C-A. And I get this private message on Twitter. It says, what feed are you listening to? I'm listening to you on WBN's U.S. stream. Then Rhea says, Dan Bongino's on before you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm stupid. You're smart. I'm ugly. You are a handsome woman. Kevin J. Johnston is joining us. Kevin, how are you? Well, uh, my lord, I've been out of, I'm out of jail now. How many hours? Like eighteen hours, I think. So I'm doing quite well. In fact, better than I thought I would after being incarcerated. Are you ready for this, America? In Canada, if you are a white conservative Christian male who is running for mayor of a major American city, and you do something foolish like I don't know, poll number one. You go to jail. That's exactly what happened to me. They put me in prison for seven weeks, Mike, because I'm polling number one, and I am interfering with every single plan that the outgoing mayor has to put somebody else in office who's going to continue to listen to him. It is an ugly time in Canadian politics, let me tell you. And on top of that, it wasn't just a simple jailhouse they put me in. It was a maximum security prison. Not a good place to be, let me tell you. But, Mike, I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to getting back on the campaign trail. And, of course, I'm looking forward to winning the mayorship of Calgary. Let's talk about your trial. Uh, Let's talk about your hearing yesterday where you got let go. It is being widely reported, and they are uh, really rubbing it in that you pled guilty to charges of harassing and stalking uh, Alberta Health Service employees Let's talk about what actually happened there because I don't believe it and why you had to plead guilty. I'm guessing it was because you were under duress. 100%. Okay, let's cover this. I First off, I've got to be very careful what I say. Yep. So um, what I'll say is this. There was a false accusation uh, of – well, actually, hold on. Let's backtrack just a little bit if we could. When I first arrived in Calgary, I've decided to to stay away. I'm done with the province of Ontario, which houses the capital city of Ontario, the largest city in Canada, Toronto, and so on. I'm done. I would much rather be in Alberta because Alberta reminds me of the way things in North America used to be, where people like each other and help each other and have a good time together. Well, when I landed, within two days, Calgary police phoned me up to tell me that um, they they were not concerned that I was going to win, but they said that they knew that I would win. And they sent a liaison officer out to to essentially say, Mr. Johnston, if you're running any kind of campaigns and you need protection from groups like Antifa or the Communist League, then you need you might need our help. Let us know and we'll make sure there's a squad car there to protect you. I think that that's wonderful. Thank you for that offer. Well they were actually using that as intelligence gathering as opposed to actually assisting me in the campaign. Well, on May the 17th we uh, of, of this year, uh, sorry, May the 15th, I'm sorry, we had uh, a poll that was being distributed around Calgary stating that I was number one in the polls. 
But we don't even know who put that particular document out. And two hours later, I was under arrest. What they had done there is they arrested me under the most illegal and unlawful court order ever written in the history of mankind. It was a generic court order that stated that if you were in Alberta, this court order pertained to you. And that was you were not allowed to be outside um, without a mask on. You were not allowed to shake hands or hug people, high five people, whatever it might be. And somehow this document pertained to every single human being in, uh, in Alberta. Unlawful. It was altered on the 13th of May. And on the 15th of May, I was out campaigning. And I was arrested later that day, two hours after the poll came out saying that I was number one. Um, and then... I was released on bail, and they falsely accused me of breaking my bail conditions. Now, the bail conditions were that if I was going to be walking around without a mask, I had to have a doctor's note. Well, I did have a doctor's note, but they believed that I didn't have a doctor's note because the medical body in, uh, in Alberta had threatened every single doctor in Alberta, stating that if you give anybody a medical exemption for mask wearing, you will lose your license. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They did this. So they assumed I didn't have a doctor's note. Well, I have a good doctor who didn't care about their threats and wrote the doctor's note, and I had it with me. The police had it in the evidence uh, box. They arrested me again, and this time locked me up for seven weeks. They denied me bail four times, and all four times it was a a very similar comment. Um, Let me paraphrase. My audience is too big. I have too much influence countrywide. They did not want me influencing anybody. Ergo, I had to be locked up. So, Mike, getting back to your question, why did I plead guilty to to two very um, childish charges? Well, the charge was I created a disturbance when I refused to wear a mask in a mall, even though I had the doctor's note. Right. They knew that that wasn't going to stick. So they also hit me with criminal harassment. Now, I cannot talk about any of the details of that case at all. Here's what I can say is that um, I had to acquire a different lawyer because they had no respect for my Toronto lawyer here in Alberta at all. My Calgary lawyer said, don't worry, Kevin, you're going to crush these charges. You're going to win. I said, good. When's the trial? Oh, December. Oh. So imagine being, yeah. So imagine me sitting in a jail cell. Doing dead I'd already time. been there for two months. Yeah, two months. I had to be in there for another five to six. So by the time the election is over and everybody forgot there was an election, then they would throw the charges out. Well, I'm not going to rot in a jail cell for, for seven or eight months because they don't want me winning. I had to plead guilty under extreme duress by the Alberta government to, uh, yep. To get out. And here I am. I'm out. And they did say to me that they would they were they were gonna try to offer me bail, but the bail conditions were so egregious that I wouldn't be able to run my campaign anyway. Complete and total campaign interference. Election interference, which is a crime, uh, I might add, in this country. They, they don't, don't care, care about that. No, there's no rule of law in Canada anymore at all. Period. So um the, the probation conditions upon a guilty plea were so easy to follow that I said, all right, I, I don't have a choice. If I want to spend time with my family, if I want to see my children, if I want to see my friends, if I want to run a campaign, which I'm legally allowed to do, I've got to take the guilty plea. That's it. That's why I pled guilty. That, of course, is something that the Canadian media is never going to cover. And America, this happens more often than you think. 
You see, when I made my big announcement in 2017 that I was running for mayor in my hometown of Mississauga, population 1 million, directly beside Toronto, two weeks later, I was arrested for hate speech. They expected me to take a deal and not be able to run. That is how Canada politics works. Please, America, never let America become Canada. This is a Sino-fascist communist country, and they, they, if they don't want you winning, they will lock you up here. You can be locked up for nothing in Canada. So for all of you in, in America who think that it's all peaceful and roses and, and, uh, and rainbows in Canada, don't ever think that way. Oh, they will l- listeners to American Uck Radio are wise to Canada's big facade that it's this happy kingdom with free health care and no crime and blah, blah, blah. The, the traditional talking points that uh, Canadians are so proud of, but they don't actually have going on. And uh, no, you're, you're in good company here. Our U.S. listeners love you, Kevin. And uh, by the way, expect to be hearing from Stu Peters. I told him about you, and he said, oh, I man, I want to talk to this guy. So, well, well count me in for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hugh so Peters comes highly recommended, not just by you, but by many others in the industry. And that is the best part about being in the media industry with a, a gentleman like yourself there, Mike, uh, is that we have access to all these incredible people who are working equally as hard and harder than we are to get these messages out. And I got to say this, America – God bless America. You guys know that I was in your country for about four years in the 90s, and I learned American culture inside and out, and I absolutely adore the American Constitution and the American way of thinking. You see, in America, if you have the number one podcast in the country, what happens is you have a fan base that pays you, and you get on guest spots all over the uh, the world. In Canada... If you've got the number one podcast, which the Kevin J. Johnston show is in Canada, you go to jail. You don't make a living on this. I make very little money on what I do. And I've done prison time three times, three times. And the first time there wasn't even a criminal charge or a trial. They just locked me up. How That's were, how it works here. How were you treated by the guards and prison officials and inmates alike? Did they... Uh... Were they sympathetic to you? Was jail still under lockdown for COVID conditions? Describe how your uh, your little time in yeah. jail went. Okay. Well, first I started in the city of Edmonton, Mike, your, your lovely town. They locked me up for, uh, for three weeks there because I was giving a speech that day, and they decided to arrest me on a warrant that was acquired the day before by Calgary police at 11 p.m. I mean, come on. Who gets a warrant at 11 p.m. for create a disturbance a a an yep. offense if i'm really guilty of it would be a 500 dollars fine yeah they got a warrant out for my arrest province-wide well in edmonton uh, remand center it is a maximum security prison it is it's it's a super max yep um the guards were indifferent to me until about five six seven days later when they began learning who i was and they're all saying oh man like we can't have this guy here right they didn't want me there but they had to finish off the 14 days of BS, lies, COVID restrictions, and COVID quarantine. So I'm in my cell for 23 and a half hours a day. You get out for 15 minutes in the afternoon and 15 minutes at night. And that I that had a could choice. drive a man insane. Well, it drove some of them insane. Some of the guys lost their minds, Mike. They did. And I felt bad for them. And of course, when they start losing their minds and yelling, saying, let me out, let me out, what do they do? 
they get beat up by the guards and they get locked down in another cell where they're locked down for 24 hours a day. So if you, uh, if you can't keep your, your brain functioning in some way, then you're going to get punished for being punished. For Man, being punished. You That's are, how it works. You are one strong individual. I mean, you're out and you're automatically back on the interview circuit and you're concise and clear and I got to hand it to you. But go on. Okay, well, that's Edmonton. Um, so for me, I chose not to shower, for example. I would get on the phone with my lawyer during the day and my wife and kids at night. That's how I did it. I would have to shower by standing over top of that steel toilet they've got and soaping myself up and then rinsing off with water. And that was the way I showered every single day, which would create a big puddle on the floor, whatever. It would be dry in the morning. But I can tell you this, you want to talk about gross? The air conditioning system, all the cells share the same uh, ventilation. Every single day, there was pubic hair on the floor oh. and pubic hair on my blankets. And pubic hair everywhere. Oh. I, I was, yeah. So I used toothpaste and, and toilet paper to seal off the ventilation system at night just to not have to deal with other men's pubic hair. And when I would take the toilet paper off in the morning, it was covered in pubic hair. It's disgusting. Wow. Yeah. So what they did is they got me out of Edmonton and they moved me to Calgary. Guess what on day they did that? What on day? the day of my bail review. Oh. That's when they decide to lie to me and tell me, nope, there's no court hearing listed here. We're going to transport you from Calgary, sorry, from Edmonton to Calgary. So I lost out on my bail review, which meant I had to stay for another 30 days before another bail review. This is the tricks that they play here. So when I got to the Calgary Remand Center, everyone knew who I was, and everybody on my unit were actually quite nice to me. Now, one day, there was a couple of guards that hated my guts, and they made sure I knew that. And there was a couple of guards who were fans, and they made sure I knew that. So the treatment that I got was both awful and great at the same time. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. But this is where it got great. There was a massive protest on the grounds of the remand center okay. for me, everyone's saying release free Kevin J. Johnson. That was the hashtag. And what was hilarious is all the staff then grabbed their cars and parked them in the back of the remand center. So people couldn't take their license plate numbers down. Okay. And then another, uh, a religious pastor, pastor Tim Stevens was brought in and there were two more protests to release him. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, the remand center was on not high alert, but just high tension. The staff were wondering, how is it that uh, we can get away with this? Like, what what do we do? And the staff began talking about, get this Kevin guy out of here. Like, we don't want him here. Get him out. Get him out the door. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't going to happen by itself. It, it, it was only going to happen with me pleading guilty, which I did. Well, I didn't and want to. You're out. You're out, though. I mean, you're out. And uh, I got a message from a U.S. listener here. It says, you mean Canuckistan? Yeah, Alberta needs to be a U.S. state. KJJ for Alberta governor. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 That's a toss-up, Kev. I, I think that maybe you would be a better mayor and uh, Peter Downing could be the governor of Alberta. Oh, well, let's say it this way. This province... Uh, is being run by a guy who came out strong, or at least he said he was strong, stating that he uh, he was going to abide by Christian and conservative values, and then did a complete 180. 
and is now a far left individual like all the other far left individuals that are running democratic states and uh, every province here. And a lot of At the least- GOP, a lot of the GOP, too, are uh, are referred to as rhinos, Republican in name only. And that's part of the reason why we've gotten to where we are. And it's the same thing with Canadian conservative politicians as well. Do you agree with that? agree with that fully. There's not a single solitary real conservative politician who currently holds office in this country. And that's why they are terrified of me winning, because I will immediately bring conservative and Christian values back to Calgary right away. And let's be honest here, because of the geographic location of Calgary, the mayor of Calgary essentially runs from Calgary down to the U.S. border. I can influence that many people. And that's about uh, an influence of two million. Yep. They don't want me influencing half the province's population. They just don't. No. And then, Mike, of course, you become the official radio talk show host of the city of Calgary. <laughs> Instantaneously, there would be no reason to have anybody else reporting on the news here because there's no news here. It's all left-wing activism. Right. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, CTV, City TV, the Calgary Herald, Toronto Star, they're all junk. It's all garbage. Yep. It's all CNN, except worse and whinier. Yep. If you think Don Lemon is a whiny individual, you should meet all the Canadians who are who are perpetrating crimes against Canadians by continuing to lie on an hourly basis to them about everything. You know, that that actually gives me a a strong advantage, I think, having a you know, being that I'm a US citizen myself and broadcasting on a platform that's based out of Dallas, Texas, I have news that I can bring to the table that not all of the U.S. pundits are talking about. So I have been able to really educate a lot of Americans on the situation up here, Kevin. I hope you continue doing so, and I certainly hope that uh, when I come out here and say these things, that Americans are not perceiving it as I'm coming here whining. What I'm doing instead is I'm warning That is what I am doing. I am warning America. You need to make sure that the Constitution of the United States of America stays intact and that as many of you out there as possible continue to let everyone know about the plight of myself and other Canadians like me so that you need not ever be like this country in your country. You know, when you factor it in, America, your your Constitution starts off with we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom starts off with, hey, Canada, you got some rights, kind of, and we're not going to write laws that that stop you from having rights unless, of course, we feel like writing laws that inhibit your rights, in which case you can count on us doing so. That's the difference between the two documents. So I'm, I'm begging you, America, make sure that all of America knows my story and then make sure that all of America hears my message of do not let America become Canada. You will regret it. Oh, man. Kevin, when I hear uh, Canadian patriot, freedom-loving types say, you need to follow the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, I want to, like, industrial strength palm myself in the forehead because that document was written by Justin Trudeau's dad. You can't trust it. It says that only reasonable uh, rights can be enforced reasonably meaning we can change them anytime we want and when i hear people saying you've got to follow the charter of rights and freedoms it's like no we need something else we need to throw it all away it's broken canada in government is broken you can't and that would be mike 
all five levels. I used to say four levels. I've now learned that there are five levels of government in this country okay. because they're they're all and all five of them are pestering me like you wouldn't believe. We're talking the federal government, the provincial governments, the municipal governments, the administrative bodies, and now, as I've learned, the the medical bodies. They have become their oh, own yeah. police force. Like they're crazy, man. Yep. Uh, and it's not just the ones in Alberta; it's the ones in Ontario as well, yeah. and the other provinces. So, America, if you've ever been looking for a reason to not socialize your medicine, trust me when I say this: if you ever do, then your hospitals and health inspectors will now become another level of government who can put you in prison. Look what they did to me. Like, well, don't just do what, it. what you said about the uh, medical people. Uh, it, this was predicted by Dr. Benjamin Rush, signature of the the uh, Declaration of Independence and Constitution 250 years ago. Uh, Bill Tufts, our mutual friend, economist, and uh, smart man, Bill Tufts, he's been a guest on American Uck Radio. Uh, he tweeted out this morning uh, that he got a newsletter from Danielle Smith, who was a conservative politician in this in this province, and she then went on to do a broadcast career and she quit because Chorus Media would not let her talk about certain things. She just has uh, sent a newsletter letter to Bill Tufts that says, Dr. Dina Henshaw, there are three paragraphs in particular that stick out for me. The medical officer of health can order any restriction at any time for any reason, and there is nothing any elected official or any court can do about it. These people are tyrants. They have been given unchecked power, and it's largely, I think, because Canadians trust the free health care, right? We got to give up all our freedoms because we might, uh, you know, might overwhelm the health care system because point zero 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 three of people might die, and it's that trust in the health care system that has allowed them to do this. Would you agree with that statement, Kevin? We only have a couple I minutes left. I would agree with that statement this day and every day for the rest of my life. America, let me tell you something. This this whole thing about free health care, get that notion out of your head. It ain't free. No. The amount of taxes that Canadians pay to be able to go to a hospital and not have to pay when you get there is not worth it. I would much rather pay 150 bucks for an MRI and walk out the door with my images as opposed to going to, quote-unquote, the free MRI, which takes six months to get. And I know this because it took me six months to get an MRI for my right knee when I was attacked by Antifa and then six more months on top of that to get the corrective surgery for it, which if I went to Buffalo, New York... I could have had done for $5,000. Yep. I would gladly have paid the 5000 bucks, so I could have started the rehab immediately. It's not free. You give up far too many freedoms in Canada to have this health care system that's mediocre at best. It's not great. It's good, but it's not great. So factor that in, America. I'm going to recommend all of you buy the best health insurance that you can. Treat yourselves as properly as you can. Be healthy and maintain your healthcare system in the fashion in which it is. That way you've got choice. In Canada, you have no choice. You have to take the free stuff, which sucks, and like it. Never, never, ever apologize to Rhea Bo. It will never be enough. I, I admitted that I was wrong at the beginning of the second hour, and now she goes on, on uh, Skype to, in a private message, and she says, Okay, Mike, you need to super say sorry to me 
now, LOL, you should know you will always be on WBN, Rednick. And, and so, I said I'm sorry, Rhea! What do you want from me? Kevin. I actually, Rhea, if you're listening, I love you, sweetheart. And you know what I love the most <laughs> and miss the most? Is when I'm talking to you on Skype and you say, oh, hello, Kevin, darling. Oh, I got it. Lovelies. She calls everybody <laughs> lovelies. We've only got one minute left here, Kevin. Tell everybody where they can find your show and your work. Okay, listen, America. What I would love to have here is if we can get a million Americans to just donate $2 to my cause, I can put together the, a crackerjack legal team and go on the attack and end this attack on the Canadian people so that it doesn't influence America in any way. My website address is Kevin J. Johnston with the T dot CA, and I run Canada's best and biggest podcast from Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Alberta time and 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'd love to see more of you show up and watch the show, and please spread my name out there, everybody. Again, America, I love you. Don't ever think that I don't, and I can't wait to see you at some point in the U.S. of A. God, I miss being down in the States. America, you're the best. Mike, I love you, brother. Thanks for this opportunity. That's Kevin J. Johnston for Calgary Mayor at KevinJJohnston.ca. Canada's best podcaster with Canada's best radio announcer on one show on Mojo 5 See you tomorrow. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5-0.